Hello, Alan Meshegan Jr. here, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. I'm excited about what God is doing, and I believe that God has an incredible plan, purpose, and destiny for your life. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to go online sometime today, fullturn.com, and check out our sermons and check out our church. If you live in the area, we would love to have you. You can watch our stuff streaming on Sunday uh, on Facebook Live. We've got a lot of good things going on. We also have an app, Full Turn Church app, that you can download. And we would love for you to get on iTunes and download our app today. Uh, books. I have three books, 17 Steps from Zero to Hero, On Purpose, and Air of Power. All of these are great books about growing and becoming who God's called and purpose for you to be. We have an online store, fullturn.com, or even Alan Meshegan Jr., Dot com. You can find the store there. Uh, Air of Power, you can get uh, You can get the book in a hard copy or you can get it uh, in a digital format. So go and enjoy all of these resources. All right, here we go. Let's get to our subject today. We're going to talk about seeing the way that God sees. God sees things a different way than we see them. The Bible says, this is God speaking through his prophet, He said, my ways are not your ways, nor my thoughts are your thoughts. I don't think the way you think. I don't see the way that you see. And then he says, like the rain comes down from heaven to the earth, like like the rain and the snow come down to the earth and bring forth, so shall my word be, the word that comes forth out of my mouth. When my word comes forth, now watch this, his word is coming from heaven to earth like the rain and snow. He said it will bring forth and it will bud, it will produce. See, the word of God produces things. He said, it will not return to me void, but it will prosper where it is sent. So the word of God is sent. Now, let's get back to what I was saying about the way God sees. God sees what we cannot see. And when he sees a thing, he begins to speak what he sees. And when he sends his word out, the Bible says in the book of Romans, I believe it's in the fourth chapter, he's speaking about Abraham, and he says that God calls those things that are not as though they are. He he calls things the way that he sees them. And even though we might see something that's barren, God spoke to the barrenness of Sarah's womb that she would have a son. And even though she was in her old age and she was barren, and even though Abraham was an old man, they conceived because they believed what God said. See, the word of God will always bring forth what God has seen. Now, let me take you back to the beginning. Here we go. Back to the beginning of of the book, Genesis. In Genesis, the first chapter, God is creating the heavens and the earth. God is creating this planet. And he says, and everything that's in it, and he begins to speak. The Bible says that that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the deep, and God said, let there be light. So even though there was darkness, God saw light. And then God spoke to what he saw, let there be light, and there was light. Whatever God says, he calls it out. He calls out what he sees and he calls it forth. Again, he speaks to those things that are not as though they are. And whatever he says, he declares his will. He declares what he sees and he brings it out. What I'm trying to say is you might see darkness when God's seeing light. 
You might see barrenness when, barrenness when God is seeing fruitfulness. And then what does God do? He creates the, the heavens and the earth, and then he starts speaking to what's in it. He speaks to the dirt, and he calls forth plants out of it. He sees what's in it. See, a lot of us, we see what's on the surface, but God sees the way a thing was created. He sees the potential of a thing, and he sees even into a thing. He knows what's in it, and he begins to call what's in a thing out of a thing. He speaks to the dirt, and he calls forth life. He calls forth plants. He calls forth uh, herbs that are bear- and plants that are bearing fruit, trees that are bearing fruit. And within the fruit, there's the seed to perpetuate itself. And then God speaks to the waters, and he calls forth life. He calls forth every living thing, the, the fish and all the things in the sea. He calls it forth out of it. He sees what's in it, and he speaks to what's in it, and he calls it forth. That's the way God sees. He sees, he's a spirit being, and so he sees with spirit sight. He's not looking at things the way we look at it because we look at things with a natural lens and a natural limitation. So we just see things on the surface. Oh, that's dirt. God doesn't see dirt. God sees cars and skyscrapers and plants and trees and fruit. He sees everything that's in the dirt that's hidden in there. All the, when I, what are you saying cars? Why are you saying planes? Why are you saying all the skyscrapers? Why are you saying that? Because the metals that are in the dirt are the metals that we bring out of the dirt to create these things. God knew they were there. God put them there. And so he allowed man to, through, through his sight, to begin to discover these things and see what was in it and how to make things, make things from it. Isn't that a powerful thought? Think about this. When Jesus, let's just go back 2,000 years ago. When Jesus was walking on the earth, iPads were on the earth. What do you mean? No, they weren't. Nobody was using iPads. Nobody was using that technology. It doesn't matter if they were using it or not. It was here. It just had not been discovered. It, all, all that was needed to put those things together was already here 2,000 years ago. Those things didn't drop out of the sky. Aliens from another planet didn't bring the, those components here and put them here so that we could form it. No, it's all in the earth. And so in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, he put everything in it that man would see. And now he says, I put you in charge. In other words, now I want you to begin to see the way that I see, because if you can see into a thing, then you can bring what's in it out of it. Now listen, not only is it this way in creation where we can be creative like God and we can begin to see what's in a thing, but how about other people? Seeing people the way God sees them. See, God doesn't see the flesh. He sees He sees the spirit that he created. He sees who they really are. What we see is, oh, oh, that's that person who dresses like this or they got this kind of hair or, or the lack of hair or they got blue eyes, brown eyes, they're skinny, they're tall, they're, they're short. They're, you know, it, it, we see things like that, but God sees who he created a person to be. How do I know that? Well, let me give you a case in point. Abraham's a good story. Abraham was old, but God see, saw him as a father of many nations. But, but let me give you another one. Let me give you Gideon. Gideon is hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat, hiding from the Midianites, hoping that they won't come in and find his stuff and take it away from him. He's hiding. He's a coward. He's not willing to fight. He's, he's, he's just trying to get by. And God shows up 
and speaks to him and says to him, hello, you mighty man of valor. God calls him a mighty man. That's the first way he, he speaks to him. He salutes him. Hey, mighty man of valor. He's not a mighty man of valor. He's hiding. He's afraid. He hasn't won one war. He hasn't led one army. He hasn't done anything. So why is God calling him a mighty man of valor? Because God knew what was in him. And so what does he do? He speaks to what is in him to call it out of him. He knew who he was created to be. And so he just begins to speak to his creation and call it forth. That's the way God sees. So we shouldn't see people. That's why the Bible says, no, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. Because you have to see really what's in a person. You have to see who they really are. You have to see beyond the flesh, blood, and bones. You've got to see into the spirit who God has created them to be, that they come from God, that they have a purpose, plan, and destiny, and begin to call it forth, begin to speak to who, to who they really are and what's really in them. So it works for people too. God sees us differently than we see ourselves. God sees this world different than we see it. God sees the nations of this world and the people of this world different than we see it. We've got to learn how to see things the way that God sees it. How about our money? See, a lot of us, we, we see our money uh, in, a, in a way that, that God doesn't see it. As a matter of fact, he said, you can't serve both me and money. But a lot of us, we live our whole lives giving everything that we have, our whole selves to earn a paycheck so that we can have, have money to put food on the table, to uh, purchase clothing, to have a roof over our head, to have a car to drive. And even as you're listening to this, you're thinking, yeah, that sounds practical. That's right. That's exactly what we do. But that's not the way God thinks. Because Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, he didn't, said, he didn't say seek money so you can have things. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. As a matter of fact, he said, don't even worry about that stuff. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about your clothing. Don't worry about that. Because in the same way that God takes care of his creation, the same way he takes care of the flowers and the birds, He's going to take care of you, and he'll, he'll do even more for you because you're his children. You're his offspring. Listen, when God created the heavens and the earth, he, he spoke certain things into existence. But when it came to man, he said, hold on a second. Let's create man. We're going to create man in our image and likeness. Man is going to be like me. And he himself fashioned man after the earth. And he himself breathed his breath, his spirit, his essence into man. He created man to have his mind. He created man to have his, to have his words in their mouth. So we got to start getting this. We've got to understand this. We're more than we've ever thought or imagined. The problem is we just don't see ourselves the way God created us to be. And so we see our money as, as just a means to get by. When God says, no, you seek me first and I'll give you everything that I need. Really, what currency is and what money is, it is a tool that God gives us really to advance his kingdom. Because he says, if you'll seek first the kingdom, I'll take care of your needs. You take care of my business. Remember Jesus? Even from a, a, the, the young age of 12, he told his parents, wouldn't you know that I'd be about my father's business? 
See, we've got to learn to be about our father's business. And I tell you, if you see that as the most important thing, seeing seeing that, that everything that you have in your hand is for the glory of God, not for, for things that you need, but for his glory. When you start seeing it for his glory, he'll start adding to you. He'll give you everything that you need. I'm using what I have for his glory, and God's taking care of my needs. He's, he's, he's bringing me the job opportunities. He's bringing me the promotions. He's making a way for me in these areas. He's making sure that I have food on the table. He's giving me more than enough because I made him first in my life. I see it right. See, if you can see it right, you can have it right. Let me give you this thought. Jesus was talking, and he said, the eye is the lamp of the body. He said, if your eye is healthy, then everything in your body will be healthy. In other words, everything in your life will be healthy. If you're seeing right, everything else will be right. He said, but if your eye is bad, then everything else is going to be darkness. And he said, if the light in you is darkness, then how great is the darkness? In other words, if you're deceived and you're seeing things wrong and you perceive it as being right, but it's wrong, how great is the darkness that you're really living in? Because you, you're missing it. You're missing the point for everything. You're not seeing anything the way that God sees it. So here we go. Again, the lamp of the body is the eye. The light is illumination. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's the word of God that reveals. So if my seeing is not full of the word of God, then I'm not truly seeing. I'm seeing as man sees, but not as God sees. And he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I want to know the mind of God. I want to know what's in his mind. I want to know what's in his heart. I want to understand his purpose and his will. What is his plan, purpose, destiny, and design for my life? I want to see. And he says, I'm giving you my word. My word will reveal. My word will light the way before you. And if your eye is filled with my light, oh, come on, here we go now. The light of the body is the eye. If your eye is filled with my light, the word of God, it will reveal to you all truth. You're going to be full of my spirit. You're going to be full of my wisdom. You're going to be full of my power. You're going to be full of my word, which gives you authority in every way to do everything that I've called and purpose for you to do. So the way you see things will change everything. See, we've got to see on a higher plane. We've got to see on a higher level. When I, when I think about that, I think about how the Apostle John, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard a voice. And then that voice said, come up here, come up here. There are some things that I want to show you. See, God is calling us to a higher place of seeing, a higher place of seeing, a higher place of doing. Come up here in the Spirit I want to show you some things. See, we need the eyes of the Spirit. The, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, this is my prayer as he was speaking to the, the church in Ephesus. He said, this is my prayer for you, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that the eyes of your heart, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Remember what Jesus said about the multitudes that were just there for the miracles and the fishes and the loaves? He said, it's just like Isaiah said, this people, they're dull. 
dull in their heart. They're dull of hearing. And in seeing, they do not see. And in hearing, they do not hear. And in understanding, they do not understand. See, our eyes have to be open to the truth that is in Jesus. Our eyes have to be open to truly see. Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Because if my eyes, if my eyes don't understand what they're seeing, come on, this is good. I can look at a thing and I can gather information from, from what I see, but information is not enough. I have to understand truly what it is that I'm seeing. And God says, I'm not just going to give you the information. You're not going to just have a natural ability to see, but in seeing, you will see. Jesus said to his disciples, blessed are your eyes for they see. Blessed are your eyes for they see. And he says, see, I'm going to give my people, those who are called by my name, those who are called according to my purpose, I'm going to give them the ability to see, not just in a natural way, but in seeing they will see. They're not just looking on the surface, but they're seeing into it. They're seeing God's will. They're seeing not uh, uh, on the outward appearance, but they're seeing on the innermost part of it. That's powerful. I want you to know today that God wants to open up your eyes. I also think of the story in the Old Testament where where um, the prophet Elisha was was held up in, in the army in a place, and the Syrian army had been sent against him because he had been he had been telling. Uh, the the armies what the the Syrian king was planning because he was seeing it in the spirit and he was revealing it, and so when when the Syrian king the king of Syria caught wind of Elisha and how he was seeing his innermost thoughts and revealing it, he said we've got to take we've got to get this guy we've got to take him out, and so the army of Syria came and surrounded the place where Elisha was, and when Elisha woke up his servant went out and looked and saw. The, the whole army of Syria had surrounded him, and he came in and he said, Oh, Father, teacher, you, you, don't, you don't know what's about to happen to us. We're surrounded. But Elisha was not upset. He wasn't discouraged. He wasn't afraid. In the natural, there's a problem. There's a big problem. And that problem was all there for him. But he wasn't worried. And all he said was this. He said, he said, God, I ask that you open up my servant's eyes so that he might see. And in that moment, the servant's eyes were truly open. And not only was he just seeing an army now, now beyond that army, around that army, he was seeing an army of angels. And he said, oh, there are more who are with us than are with them. See, if you're seeing in the natural, you're always going to think that, that the odds are stacked against you. <laughs> I said, when you're seen in the natural, you're always going to be seeing that the odds are stacked against you. But when you're seen with the eyes of the spirit, you're going to see always that the odds are in your favor. Why? Because God has been winning from the beginning and the odds are he will never lose. And if God is for you, who can be against you? We've got to start to see with the eyes of faith. We've got to see the truth, understand the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, understand the will, the mind of God, the purpose of God, what his desire is. Because if we can see that, we'll, be, we'll begin to see beyond what is just the thing that is in front of us. And we'll begin to see past it into God's perfect plan 
and design. This is good. God wants to open our eyes. Father, I just pray that every person that's listening right now, you will open up their eyes to see. Give them fresh eyes to see their marriages different, to see their relationships different, to see their job different, to see their purpose different, to see their calling the way you see it. God, everything in their life that they would see it with your eyes. In Jesus' name. See, God wants to open up our eyes to see, to see his truth. Listen to this. If you know the truth, the Bible says you'll come to the truth, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Do you know why? Because if you know the truth, you'll never believe a lie. You cannot be deceived if you know the truth. Because when deception tries to come, it's the truth, it's the light that always defeats the darkness. And in seeing, you will see. God calls those things that are not as though they are. Why? Because he sees it the way he created it. He sees his purpose. He sees his design. He sees his will. And he begins to declare his will. And as he declares his will, he brings it forth. And even those things that do not exist, he calls it into existence. Why? Because God is a spirit. He doesn't see in the natural. He sees with the eyes of the spirit. And he's given us the ability through Christ Jesus to see in the way that he sees. For I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed. There it is. Here's the light. Here's the truth. Here's his spirit leading us, guiding us, and directing us into all truth. But he has revealed to us what we've not seen, what we've not heard, what has not even entered in our heart. He's revealing these things to us through his spirit. In other words, he's causing me to see what I've never seen. He's causing me to hear what I've never heard. And he's causing me to understand his perfect will and everything that he has made available for me to walk in through Jesus Christ. I hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you. I know that I've enjoyed bringing this truth to you today. Listen, change the way you see. If you can change the way you see, you can change everything. Stop looking at the odds against you because the odds are not against you. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. Thanks for listening today to today's podcast. Um, listen, we've got future podcasts coming out every week. Stay tuned. God bless you. Have an incredible day. And know this, God has a wonderful plan, purpose, and destiny for your life.